Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Cooper Villa channel. I'm Scott Cooper, and we are back to talk about Aston Villa versus Chelsea from Villa Park on Sunday. Villa were coming into the game with uh, a lot of pressure on Gerrard. We had gone four unbeaten, but the pressure was high. And with Chelsea coming and Graham Potter, it was always going to be a tough one. And we will be getting into all of that after this. Okay, so it was Villa Park, it was Chelsea, and um, Steven Gerrard was under a lot of pressure coming into the game. Um, and um, I've got mixed feelings about this game, boys, because for the first time in a long time, I actually think we played really, really well. Um, unfortunately, though, we, it was a defeat, uh, and we shot ourselves in the foot, Noah, um, after you know five or six minutes with Tyro Ming's poor header to Mason Mount. It was one nil. Yeah, I mean, as you said, um, I'm actually just dis- like really disappointed with the result. I mean, mm. can you really blame Stevie G for that result? I mean, I think it's hard. We had some massive chances in that first half, but as you said, I mean, the, it was an uphill climb from six minutes in with the the header from from good old Tyrone. Um, but I mean, on another day, we win that. We could we we could have scored four goals, man. Like that. I just think of that the one that off Danny Ings, the header yeah. of Danny Ings. Like how the hell do you say that one as well? The the Jacob Ramsey one really screams to mind. I mean, you can show the highlights of the McGinn one from outside the box, but you know that was pretty straight at him. But Kepper, where's he been? Seventy million pound keeper. I've been on the pine. Graham Potter comes in, absolute superstar. Um, it, but one of those it, days, one of those days. And as soon as that free kick went in from Mason Mount. By the way, like I'm not sure if it dipped or not, but on the TV, it didn't look like the best free kick. Kind of went like in the middle of the goals, and Martinez moved. I think Martinez tried to gamble a bit there and um, got caught wrong footed. But um, yeah, it was all about the keeper at the other end, Kepa um, Aman. Um, like we said, he's been pretty terrible for about two or three years for for Chelsea, but. <laughs> Against Villa, no, he he's he's the best goalkeeper we've ever seen. So that's a that's a typical um, just Aston Villa all over that, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think like it just <clears throat> when he made those saves, it just wasn't going to be our our day at all. And typical us, best game we've played. You know, what were you four unbeaten? Best game we've played um, in that in you know this five game spell. And we can't take the points. Um, on another day, I reckon at least deserving of a draw, um, at, at the very least, at the very minimum. Mm. Um, and I think that performance probably maybe sa- saved Stephen Gerrard for another week. Although if you go off Twitter and what I saw this morning, I was uh, kind of very excited while I was at work on the shitter. Um, so I saw an Aston Villa account tweet that Stephen Gerrard has been sacked and she had it in the group chat and then five minutes later realized that it was a fake account. So, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I woke up to the same message and um, you know, I, I too was very excited to see that um, the, the, the club had, had, uh, you know, had fired the bullet and um, had got rid of uh, Gerard, but uh, unfortunately it's not true, but there is a still, a lot of um, rumors that it will happen in the next sort of 28, uh, 24, 48 hours. Noah, would you, can you see this happening? Um, I mean, I can, I can, I mean, I yeah. said all along, I think he gets to the world cup, but it, 
I think, in my opinion, the earlier the better at this kind of stage. I mean, Dean Smith was gone, I think, this time last season, if I'm not wrong. And mm. again, I'll say it. I said it in the Facebook group. The 12 months, it wasn't that um that Dean Smith's five-game losing streak was the reason why he was sacked. It was a 12-month form. Yeah. And you're going to tell me two wins in 10 this season and eight wins in 30 is a good enough progression in 12 months? I don't think so. So I think he will eventually be sacked if it's not today. I mean... It should yeah. be, but yeah. Before the World Cup, I think we we could all agree that it's most likely, unless there's some sort of miraculous turnaround, that it will happen. the The number one name uh, among being banded around is uh, Mauricio Pochettino. Um, do you think that's possible? And um, what would be your thoughts if he was appointed? Um, I think the only way it's going to be possible is if. The owners, you know, say to Poch, we'll back you because I think he's going to want to come in. We do have, in my mind, a decent set of players. Mm. But in saying that, there are some players that aren't performing. Who I'm sure if, you know, Poch is going to be the one that's taken over, he's probably already watching us play. He's probably, you know, looking at players, you know, dare I say it, John McGinn, fan favorite, and probably thinking, yep, you're not going to be in my starting 11. I need someone to replace him. Um, you know, he might be looking at, at Ezri Konsa, even though he's been playing well, and say, you know, you're not in my starting 11 either, Ollie Watkins. So I think if, you know, the owners are serious about Pochettino or Tommy Tommy Tuchel, um, you know, they, they're they going to have to back him. That's the only way they're going to they, they're gonna come and manage Aston Villa. Yeah. If the owners say, this is your squad and we're not going to give you funds in January, um, do what you can. I don't think we're going to get a manager in the same sort of caliber as those two. Yeah, I, I would. I would think that um, Pochettino would be unlikely, but just because everything I'm hearing about him is he wants to wait to the World Cup and see where everyone is, you know, come January and, and before he takes up a new job. But um, it didn't go well for him at PSG. His stock did fall a little bit there. He he fell out with the players and all them, but. You know, he's not the first one to do that at PSG. Um, so um, personally, I would love it because the number one thing with Pochettino that I saw at Spurs was he brought through the young players and he he really developed them. Um, so, but we don't know yet. There hasn't been any confirmation. So we'll go back to the game, Noah. Um, we started off with a couple of changes from Gerard. He, he um, Coutinho and Buendia were dropped for... Um, Ings and Bailey, and we played Ollie Watkins off the left with um, Ings as the number nine and Bailey from the right-hand side. What did you think of that when you saw that um, when the lineups were announced? Um, I wasn't expecting it, to be honest, because mm-hmm. we all know that uh, Gerard does have his favourites, and normally this season, it's either one of Coutinho or Buendia drop for each other sort of thing, but I thought a very, very bold move. I was actually quite impressed with the team, and I mean, they actually, it played well. The team actually played well, in my opinion. I'd like to see Louise a little bit, um, a little bit more higher up the pitch, but he did his role really well. I mean, I thought, you take I, thought out, he, I thought he played really well, Louise. You actually. take you take out the mistake from from Ming's six minutes in. Do we rebound like we didn't have those few five chances like flurrying? Do we? Mm. I mean, I don't know, but on a different day, a different keeper. We score. We could. We could score three or four goals against Chelsea. And a lot of people saying it was kind of like the Tottenham game from last season, where we really went at it hard in the first half, and then the second goal in the Tottenham game, which is like the sucker punch, which it kind of was. 
mm. um, in this game as well. And unfortunately, we didn't uh, quite get the rewards we were hoping for. I mean, some fans are hoping we would lose because they want Jarrod gone. But I go in every game, whatever manager it is, and I want to win games. I want to see Villa pick up points. I want. I don't like seeing us in, what are we, 17th? 16th? Like, I don't 16th, like it. No, no one likes yeah. it. So I want to see us get points. Definitely. And, um, you know, we can talk about the, the Kepa saves and they were great, but there were also, Aman, plenty of other chances that weren't taken. There was one for Ollie Watkins where the ball dropped right at his feet and he took a bad touch and he was he was six yards out, completely, you know, completely unmarked. There was another one where John McGinn tried to squeeze it in from a tight angle. I think that was after the Kepa save, the one from Ramsey. Um, and there was just, um, you know, uh, we can say, oh, it was unlucky and we, you know, we we um, we put him under a lot of pressure and play well. But uh, there is the other point that bad finishing is bad football. And um, I think that our lack of confidence really showed in those key moments at times. Well, <clears throat> I think Ollie Watkins, bad first touch, Ollie Watkins, you know, missed, missed chance, story of our season. That's, you know, why we're 16. We could be yeah. higher up the table. Um, if he had a better first touch, if he, you know, had the confidence to take his chances, um, you know, I think the formation, this type of formation suits us. Mm. Um, Ollie hasn't been performing as a number nine. Put him out wide, hopefully maybe a run of games out on the left. He might, you know, get better confidence, maybe more space for him to run in behind. Yeah. Um, we really haven't had, obviously haven't had a good left winger since Jack left. And then even saying that we, you know, we had Anwar Al-Ghazi, who was, you know, up and down all the time. But when he was up, he was a good left winger. Since those who have left the club, we haven't really had anyone on the left. You know, Coutinho sometimes starts on the left, but clearly out of form. Mm. Ollie out of form as a nine, him playing on the left, us, you know, being a bit more defensively sound and, you know, hitting teams on the counter with the pace of, you know, Bailey on one side or even Buendia starting on the right side as well, mm. Ollie on the left, could work. Um, I'd like to see Dodonka start in midfield and Louise push higher. I think that could be, yeah. that could give us some, you know, better control and balance in the midfield as well. Mm. Um, but, yeah, bad finishing and, you know, lack of confidence story of our season so far. Well, that's it. I mean, the Ollie move to the left, Noah, uh um, you know, it takes a little bit of pressure off him because you've got Ings in there now as the main number nine. And he does the defensive job and he's always done that throughout the season. That you know, that's something you're always going to get from Molly Watkins. But um, I think with just the pace of him and Bailey in those wide areas, we put Chelsea under a lot more pressure at the back. And, you know, when they were coming out with the ball, we you know, we pressed them quite well. We we looked to have a lot more energy and we were playing the ball a lot quicker to the likes of uh, Bailey and Watkins. And I think it worked a lot better than when maybe Coutinho is there. I mean, it, the proof's in the pudding. We're 1-0 down, we're losing the game and Chelsea made two defensive subs at halftime. They bring on Koulibaly and Borden and Asper Luquet. If that's not saying something, Graham Pods going in there going, what the fuck's going on? You know, we should be dominating this game. And they had to make two changes at the back and they're winning one nil. It's not like we were, we were, you know, they're, they're going to park the bus, you know, we were putting yeah. under a lot of pressure and look, I think it worked. It's just, it's just the confidence. I mean, Ollie Watkins, he's only played what, this is might be his third season at striker, four season striker, because he played one season striker at Brentford. They got, um, they missed out on promotion, came to Villa in that season behind closed doors. And, you know, so 
he he played his best football out on the left for Brentford. He always loved playing on the left, getting in behind and and doing that sort of stuff. So it could it could benefit him going back out to the left. And I really hope he stays there. And if Gerard's there for Fulham, let's say mm. he needs to stick to a team. He needs to yeah. say, all right, we'll do this again. It worked. Yes, we didn't score, but just back it in. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to see. I don't want to come Friday morning for us six a.m. and see Coutinho and Bundia back in the team when this formation actually worked well. Yes, okay, yes, we didn't score. I said that before, but we will. One of these chances has to go in. One of them has to. Uh, it just, it, yeah, it's just so frustrating. Yeah, it, it is frustrating, but um, I could I could see um, Coutinho being back in for Fulham. Uh, Aman, I, you know, that's the, you know, that's just the way that Gerard, he just seems to love it. <laughs> he keeps going back to him. Um, but I do hope it's the same for, you know, same set of players, same starting eleven, because um, you know Fulham and Brentford our next two games are, you know, are games that we should be winning or should be at least, uh, you know, competing and playing well and having a fair share of the ball. So, um, do you think there'll be any changes or do you think he'll stick with the same team? Um, I like Noah. Keep the same team. Yeah. Keep the same team in. Maybe one change at a max. Um, but to be honest, like you said, I think, you know, it being Fulham, he probably thinks, yeah, Fulham are going to not press as high or not have as much possession against us. So, you know, we're going to have more of the ball. So we need players like Coutinho in there. So I expect to see Philip Coutinho's name in the starting 11, but Mm. yeah, I'd rather we play this squad with maybe one change. And, uh, Noah, um, there was a bit of a controversial moment, um, towards the end of the first half, I think it was, where um, Ben Chilwell went through on um, Jacob Ramsey, was it? Yeah, I yeah. think it was Ramsey. Yeah, horrendous tackle. T- took his ankle out from behind. Only a yellow card given. Um, should it have been a red? Oh, I think so. Um, I, I think it is a clear and obvious error from the referee. I think it's a dangerous tackle. Mm. So, for example, if Jacob Ramsey is stretched off the field, would that have changed the decision of the referee? I think it's a red card. He's he it was a high tackle. He got him on the ankle, missed all the ball. Um, but again, the commentator said if that's given a red card on field, it probably stands. Yeah. So that means it should be a red card. You know, like exactly. I, I get, I get they got to back the referee, and I get it. But that that was, a, in my opinion, a clear and obvious error. I mean, it, it was it was studs up. It was from behind. It was late. It was he actually went for the ball, um, and. He went so early that he ended up, you know, sliding into him out of control. He was completely out of control. It's a red and, card. It's a red yeah. card. Even and, if, for example, if that was Jacob Ramsey on Chilwell, mm. and we were talking about the other way, roll. I would say it was. I think we should have got lucky. Mm. You know, if, I think if, if that was us, I would have said we got lucky and should have been a red card because it's horrendous tackle. Well, a lot of people would say, man, that you know, um, Chelsea would have. You know, if that was the other way around, you know, it would it would have favoured the top six side, and they would have got the red card in their favour. So, um, you know, I don't want to go down um, <laughs> sort of conspiratorial way like lines of thinking, but um, you do, you know, you do think what do we actually need to get a bit of luck here? Like everything was going against us in that match, and um, in that moment when the red card wasn't given, it just felt like oh, it's just not going to be our day at all um the uh the other thing i wanted to bring up Amon was um the atmosphere at villa park it seemed very 
quiet from the home fans. I could hear the away fans singing, you're going to get sacked in the morning to Gerard a lot. And yeah, Villa Park just seems like a difficult place to be at as a fan or a player at the moment. I think I've read something about our fans joining in with the, with the, yeah, I think it was parts of the whole 10. And I think, um, Ashley Prius actually asked that to Gerard and Gerard said he heard it, or he certainly heard it from the away end is what I heard. And, um, yeah, you know, uh, bit of banter no, you, from could, the you could hear fans, it on, so. um, on Villa on tour's video. They were definitely singing it. So, and, yeah. yeah. He didn't ask any questions about Cameron Archer this week. Um, nah. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Interesting. Interesting. After that um, interview or that exchange that the news dropped that Archer's been carrying a niggle and will need to have surgery and that. So whether or not that's true, maybe it is, but you know, it would have been nice to know, maybe, maybe know that, you know, in the beginning and those sort of questions wouldn't be asked, um, you know, yeah. type of thing. Um, like what's the, why be so secretive? Someone's got a niggle. That's why they're not getting minutes. Yeah, it doesn't benefit the other team them knowing that he has a has a slight knock or something like that. So, just you know, sometimes questionable decisions by Gerard. That's what it's been this season. You know, from the beginning of like preseason to to now, and yeah, he's just like he's got to go. Like, like I uh, you I just I don't care now if we beat Fulham. He's just got to yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of players, um, kind of like ex-players coming out on, um, you know, I saw Tim Sherwood on Talksport earlier, backing him, saying that he's the right man for the job and all this. And the question, like, I'll put to you, and I'd put to him as well, is, uh, are you actually watching the games? Because if if you were watching our last five, six, seven games, there is no way that you couldn't say that Stephen Gerrard is not getting the best out of this squad? It's a joke. I mean, Coutinho has not got a goal or an assist since Manchester City away in the last day of the season. And he is our, he's our man, supposedly our man to pull the strings, you know? I saw something like no one's made more dribbles into the final third than Coutinho, but he's done nothing with it. No. He's done nothing with it. Like, if he, if let's say he'd done that and had three goals, four assists, you beauty, you know, that's right. He deserves that stat. But he he does nothing with the ball really going forward at the moment. It's it's just no. And I thought, someone else will get the best out of these players at the moment. I I don't know what's going on. And I thought when um when Deer was brought on for Bailey, um, that really took the momentum out of the team. Um, I he said why I, though? He said why he the physio said you can either play yes. Leon Bailey thirty or sixty minutes. He said he chose sixty, so the sub had to be made in that regard. Well, I mean. Does he have to listen to that? I mean, like, I mean, but, back, yeah, for in, example, back though, in my Scotty. day, you know, that would, you know, the coach didn't care about shit like that. I know, but Scotty, it, let's say he plays the full 90, tears his quad, and we're like, yeah. why did he not listen? Why did he not listen to the physio? You know, so there's, there's always two ends to that sort of stuff. I think if it was any other player besides Bailey, he might have given them like 85 minutes. But yeah, with Bailey, just. He's made of glass, mate. Yeah. He's made of glass. <laughs> It's true, yeah, I understand. Like if he if he yeah, if he did ripped a muscle then we will all be saying, What are you doing? So no, uh, I mean that's fair enough. Hopefully he is um able to play a, a ninety minutes soon because I think that he's definitely been one of our sort of better players in the attack this this year. I mean, with the likes of Watkins, Coutinho, Ings, McGinn all not firing, um, 
yeah, like Bailey is one of the guys you could say, well, he's look he looks likely to get a goal. Um, he didn't have the greatest sort of output in terms of chances and shots on the weekend, but he's he has been there. He's he's scored already this season, and um, hopefully, you know, he can be back in against Fulham because we really need that pace and power down that right hand side. I think. Um, yeah, but I do like your idea for Dendonka coming in because I thought he was quite good when he came on. Um, little cameo, and he's he's had a few of them since joining. But um, would you would Amar would it be McGinn that comes out in your you know in this ideal world? But he is the captain. It's uh, it's tricky. Uh, ideal world, yes. Yeah, I mean they can just say McGinn has a knock, like they've said with Archer. Needs a rest. Play Dendonka, push Louise forward. Uh, yeah, that's what I would do. You know, I think Noah, you've mentioned it in the group chat now. Captain being subbed off X amount of times, ridiculous amount of times for a captain can't finish the ninety. And that's not to say he's not fit. It's just he's not having an impact. Mm-hmm. So maybe twenty minutes off the bench might do McGinn good. Yeah. You know, it, you know, team will be tiring. He can come on and run around and. You know, maybe grab a assist, a key pass, even a goal, maybe. But yeah, I'd say Dendonka in, um, push Louise higher. Uh, you know, kind of flip, free, freeze up Louise, and then Dendonka can, um, you know, uh, watch uh, what's his name, Andreas Pereira, yeah, in that full midfield. Um, and I just want to like um, uh, touch on something uh, from last week's video. I was uh, I was criticised a bit in the comments. Um, for one thing, I said so. Was that... I got ripped into Scotty too? I don't even say it. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. Well, no, I I made a um a sort of off the cuff comment, um suggestion that that Emma Hayes would be a good chance, a good um op- you know, a, a good replacement for Gerard. And I think, like thinking back, that was you know, I it was it would obviously be very risky and probably not like our owners would never do it, but. I think actually just in terms of like the quality that she brings and the knowledge that she brings, she could do a good job. Um, so I stick by what I say, but I, I do agree with your points in the comments that it would be kind of crazy in terms of, you know, there'd be a heap of pressure on her if she went on a losing streak. And I get that. So I agree with you on that. And thank you for your comment. Um, uh, I'm disappointed you unsubscribed, but you know, maybe, maybe you just said that. Who knows? Please come back because um, I do. I do normally have some good, some good, uh, some good thoughts, but that one might have been a little bit left field. Um, but g- staying she, on the, she'd probably reject us. Sure, well, we would. Actually, yeah. she's actually sick. Of she's not well so, at the moment. Yeah, yes. hopefully, hopefully she gets better. Yes, hope she gets better. And um, sticking on the women's theme, I watched the women's match on the weekend, West Ham versus uh, Villa. And um, I don't know if, yes, I don't know if you guys saw it, but wow, what a match. Um, it was, West Ham went 2-0 up um, in the first early, half. Early. Yeah, against the run of play. And from then on, I thought Villa were magnificent. Um, really, like, took the game to them. Um, Daly is it she's an unbelievable player um the the number 10 the spanish girl i forget her name she's is french what? french, french right? yeah. okay what's yeah. her name can i help you uh, it's, it's like it's like that it's not daily but it's like spelled d-a-l-i yes yeah um she's, she's a good Dally, awesome. yeah. Dally. 
Dalit. Dalit, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, she's amazing. And I thought they played really well and put a lot of pressure on. We were really unlucky not to get back into the game. But the big moment of mine was the sending off uh, of the West Ham player who, after um, getting into a bit of sort of pushy and shovey, um, like punched daily in the face no it's Sarah mailing was Sarah it mailing yeah. yeah okay um a puncher in the face and got a straight red card and you don't see that sort of thing from the women's game very often yeah i think i, I you know i'm going to be honest and say i don't watch the women that often but obviously saw saw the clip on twitter and i think she she threw a punch first mm. and then it kind of like half landed and then our player retaliated, and then she like open handedly smacked her. Yeah. And then it was good from our players. Um, actually, they ran to the person that got hit and held them back. I think to stop them from doing something bad because it looked like it was going to kick off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just crazy, crazy scenes. Disappointing. Obviously, you don't want to see that. No. Um, <laughs> don't expect to see that either, especially in the women's game as well. Um, yeah, bit of excitement. Maybe tune yeah. into tune into the women's games now. Well, that's it. I, I enjoyed the game. I think it's a lot more open. I think it's uh, there was, you know, there there was a lot of chances, a lot of goal mouth action. Um, and after the red card, there was a bit of a scuffle on the bench as well. And I think Paul Konchesky, the coach of West Ham women's, got sent off. So it was really kicking off for a while there. And um, yeah, it was uh, it, it certainly made for an, an interesting end to the game. But um, unfortunately, that was Villa's first uh, defeat of the season there. They're doing well. They're, they're they're I think they're in the top four or five. And they're um, up there. But yeah. they also in the first month, Rachel Daly and Clara Ward won Manager Player of the Month. So they both mm. they both got their award for that. So yeah, fair play to them. Yeah, Daly's unbelievable. She and unfortunately there was a missed penalty for Alicia Lehman. Um, wasn't a bad penalty. She uh, struck it quite well in the in the corner, but it was a good save from the West Ham keeper. And um, yes, yeah, so unfortunately for her, but uh, good news for her was. Um, Dougie Louise has re-signed, so... Uh... I, can't, I cannot believe I woke up to that news, honestly. Like, yeah. you said that news, and because it was all like he's going to want to leave in January, he's going to push for a move, he's going to leave as a free agent, and then it's like, Douglas Louise has re-signed. I've gone, where has this come from? You Unbelievable. Know? It must yeah. be it must be Alicia, right, Aman? Uh, hey, yeah, Agent Alicia. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd hope you'd hope so, but I guess it's a good business perspective. We were, you know, probably going to lose him for free, and now if he does decide to leave, at least we get a transfer fee. Um, but hopefully he doesn't. Um, you know, want him to stay. Um, so I've made almost uh, he's made over a hundred appearances right in the Premier League, or you know, so close, at least close to it, yeah. yeah. So I think you know if he sticks around, hopefully you know we do get a new manager in, tight's turn, yeah. get a manager that. Plays him as a number eight consistently, yeah. um, and we can see the best of him. Like I think we we have we've seen glimpses glimpses of it, but he just hasn't been that consistent. Given that consistent go in his you know right position, and unfortunate that Kamara's gotten injured. But yeah. you know, as I said, got Dendonka on the bench that can play as a six. Um, surprised that Nakamba hasn't played considering that when Jared did come in last year Nakamba was like you know one of our top performers um uh, mm. guessing he just hasn't performed in preseason to that standard um or whatever it is but yeah hopefully you know we can see Louise longer term at least for another season and a half um yeah. and see him as number eight and you know see what he be, he can become 
and yes. and I'm not sure if you guys saw, but there's another number six brewing in the uh, under 21s named Frederick Gilbert. I uh, was playing as a number six in the under 21. So uh, really? keep an eye out for that youngster. Never heard of him before, but um, see if Stephen Jarrett actually likes this one, you know? That's a, a, a man's mate from the pub. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, well, yeah, I don't, I don't see him playing at all, ever, <laughs> ever, ever again. Um, but no, it's good to know that he's still around, I guess, uh, because, well. I respect it, though, because he, he doesn't have to play in the under oh. 21s. He doesn't have to. He, apparently, you have to nominate to play because you think you can have three or two outfield players on over the age of 21 and a goalkeeper if you want yeah so, and you have to nominate so fair play i mean he doesn't as i said doesn't have to play so good on him all right well that's um uh, about it for this week um we will uh we will be back for full and away on um thursday night so make sure you like subscribe hit the notification bell Make sure you get all of our videos as soon as they drop. And uh, there might be some news for the new manager for the next video. So make sure if that happens, please uh, watch and uh, comment down below on this video. Uh, what did you like from the game on um, against Chelsea? What you didn't like? If you think Gerard will go, who do you think will replace him? Any, th any thoughts, any criticisms of my crazy takes like last week, just put them in there. That's, that's fine. Um, and we, yeah, we appreciate all your support, of course, and we will be back for Fulham. So up the villa and we'll see you later in the week. Catch ya. See ya.